You know I love a high-low moment. From the heart of New York City. Morning, people. It's Morning People with Preston Conrad. Yep, into it. And it all starts right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Morning People. I'm Preston Conrad. Thanks for joining me. I've got a really fun guest with me. I have, okay, this is quite the long list. I'm going to rattle them off. Plus size model, fashion expert, influencer, Maxie Green is in the house. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for coming to the clubhouse. <laughs> this is so fun. Isn't it cute? Yeah. It's very selfie appropriate. Yeah, I just took like three. I was That's why I you wanted watched. to bring that up because I was watching you take your selfies. But <laughs> I'll I'm, probably take more at the end just I'm to make sure. I'm so glad you're here. We've met. This is a, technically our first date. Yeah, we're on our first date. We're, I think it's going well. It's going really well. We've had a coffee date before this. Yes. Our good friend Laura put us in touch. Yes, thanks, Laura. Fellow fashionista. Mm-hmm. But guys, we are going going to talk with Maxie about all things fashion, modeling, digital life, Instagram culture. Um, we're going to get into some listener questions after the break as well, because Fine. the, listeners, the love, listeners, they have a lot of questions. We love listeners. <laughs> we love listeners. <laughs> and before we do that, I feel like I want to just intro you. I need to learn more about you. So okay. tell me, okay, so tell me, A, how, you, how the hell you got to New York and how you became a model because I mean that's kind of like what movies are made of moving to New York yeah, right? and being a model right <laughs> I guess so yeah um well I'm, I'm from Jersey so I wasn't Yo. really that far <laughs> um I grew up in New Jersey I grew up in a really cool town we were talking about it before South Orange Maplewood uh Maplewood is where all the Brooklynites yeah, are fleeing yeah. to it's like very trendy right now <laughs> so like I've always been on the trend you, <laughs> you <know>? have been <laughs> Um, and then I went to college in New Jersey, and in college I got really into Tumblr. I don't know if you had like a Tumblr phase. I didn't because I don't know how old you are. I'm not going to ask you, but um, I can I just always feel rude. I'm 29. People. Okay, amazing. So you're younger than me. Yeah. So I I feel like I was too old for Tumblr. Yeah. Totally I meant, fair, because like, I think I was too old for Tumblr. Was, can, can someone can you tell me what it was? It was it's kind of like... <laughs> Is it closed from porn or something now? I think so. It became yeah. like very scandalous. I think it still exists, but like you were allowed to post a lot of nudity on it. I did not do that. Was it like Pinterest? <laughs> I'm tilting your mic this way. Okay, was it like Pinterest in the yes. way that you just like gather things? For me, at least it was, okay. where it became like... Uh, a place where I can just find images that inspired me mm-hmm. and I slowly like got people interested in it and I was really into just I had like an all plus size model page yeah and I would just like post models post clothing like before Instagram was a thing it's it like a mood just, board right it, exactly okay but you can also write a caption got it um, and you could like design your whole page it's very much like Instagram but, but did you like, have followers yeah, I did. Got it. I don't remember how many. But you but get, the, but on Tumblr, like users have fo- people yes, follow you. Totally, you follow people. You could like send messages. I really don't remember too much, but it's like very similar to like what we have today. Yeah, like social media, um, and it. So I just started posting models and getting really into it. And I remember finding Gabby Gregg. Uh-huh. Do you know Gabby Gregg? Yeah, not personally, but yeah. So I remember seeing her and being like, whoa, yeah. she is everything yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like, she like stopped you in your tracks. I was seriously, I'd never seen anyone. This was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I'd never seen anyone like that before yeah. and like love clothes and just yeah. like look great. And, I was just instantly inspired, and mm-hmm. like everything at this like this time was kind of just hitting me like mm-hmm. a bus. All like, like stars were aligning yeah, for you. Everything, 
And around the same time, I had also entered a model search with Taurus. I was just going to ask you, did you want to be a model? Okay, funny story. So when I was young, young, like maybe like my early teens, I did acting classes. I was going to say, you, you have to have like, been an actress or a model or something when you were a kid. Like I'm destined You're too vibrant. <laughs> But no, when you know, you know. Like, I always, I wanted to be a performer in some way. I do TV and obviously this now, but like, you know it. Yeah, you know, when you know, you know. And I knew it. And I was like, I'm, I gotta do this. And I was great, of course, whatever, you know. Just 11 year old needing to Just being completely (laughs) perfect little actress. Exactly. And you were bitten by the bug. Like, I was bitten. And I was in this studio, it was like Mm -hmm. some weird acting studio out in like New Jersey. And, like, nothing legit. But they had modeling classes, too. Mm-hmm. And I remember them being like, oh, do you want to do modeling classes? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, like no. But like, thank you. <laughs> it's like, remember when you would get, like, recruited, when people get recruited by, like, Abercrombie in the mall? Yes. And you were just, like, like you, be be, a model. you would hear about, like, people getting, like, stopped like mm-hmm. that. And it must make those people feel so good. Yeah. So, like, when they asked you this, yeah. you were like, oh, my God, I'm Except a model. Except at, like, 11, I was like, you just want my money. Like, that was my thought. I love that you were so aware. I know. I was very savvy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I was like, that's weird. Like, I'm never going to be a model. I'm not going to take this class. So yeah. I didn't take the class. Just took to acting because I was like, acting is my future. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and it's still uh, totally maybe, yeah, by you're the way. Right. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Um, so then at 17, so, oh, actually, I kind of like missed up my timeline. But at 17, I won this model search. Okay. And it was for Torrid and Seventeen magazine. Oh my god! I was at the Garden State Mall in New Jersey. It's like such a good mall, by the way. Such a good mall. I drive to it from here Me to too. go shopping. Like recently, I, I did love that. it. It's a great mall. Because you know, in the city, we're like very mall shop. Like, yeah. We don't have that. We have to be out in this environment, yeah. like dripping sweat or being rained on to 100%. shop. And you know what? Actually, has like really been bothering me recently. Huh. Taxes in New York. No, you, you aren't need... taxed in New Jersey. So I'm like, let me just only shop in New Jersey. A hundred percent. Yeah. So my boyfriend and I like do trips sometimes to Jersey. But anyway. Very adulty. Thank you. <laughs> Focusing on taxes. Yeah. So yeah, I won this model search in uh, the Garden State Plaza for Seventeen Magazine and Torrid. Do you know Torrid? I do, yeah. Great. So I was like featured, it was like maybe like a little square like this of my face. Yeah. In on seventeenmagazine.com in two thousand and what, seven? First time <laughs> you had ever been in a like anything. a photograph for oh, a model anything. type anything. Yeah. Wow. It was huge. I were, was at, with my mom at the mall. And so you you did the you were with your mom at the mall, you won the contest, you did the photo shoot, you yeah. saw the photos live, and were you like, I think I'm on to something? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And nothing came of it after that. And I was like, Interesting. okay. So I reached out to Torrid mm-hmm. and said, Hey, I won like this model search with you guys. And they're like, Oh, it was actually with Seventeen magazine, but like Send us a picture. Maybe we'll give you a shot. Oh, my God. So I sent them a photo. And they were like, okay, yeah, like, let's bring you out. And it was Stop. in California. Oh, my and God. And I was here in Jersey. You just cold emailed, called, yeah. whatever it was. That's, like, always been my jam. I just, like, just send emails. Here's you my thing. Know. Closed mouths don't get – closed mouths don't get fed. Totally. Right? No. Yeah. Ha- like, squeaky wheel the gets the grease. Yeah. And I'm, like, annoying, too. I'll email people, like, a hundred times. You have to, have to. <laughs> this is really, like, it's kind of a recurring theme on the podcast because everyone that I've had in is, like, when they want something, they get it. Yeah. They quit their job, they do it. They email someone, totally. they call someone, they go for the internship. So you were just, like, I'm going to cold email them. That – I could, like – 
every benchmark in my life is because I just messaged someone. Yeah, you and just it, like, did has, it. Yeah, and I could like tell you each time. The because, confidence is amazing. Thank you. I mean, I, I feel like sometimes imposter syndrome where I'm just like so <laughs> confident and then I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> totally. But, like, you have to do it. That's what you got to do. My, right? my, my thing is also is that the worst someone can say to you is no. Yeah. The worst they can say totally. to you is no and you might as well ask. Yeah, and I feel like if that's like I've been getting no's my whole life, so why not continue it's this? So pattern? valid. So you <laughs> flew to California. Yeah, at seventeen, um, my mom came with me, Cute. and I did a photo shoot with them, and I was like, "Whoa!" And they were like, actually this like, "This is Whoa. fashion." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is fashion. I was wearing like a neon green like tank yes. top. Actually, neon green's kind of in. Now. It's so in right yeah. now. But it was like at the time. I remember it's still I a had, big like, deal. These, oh, it was great. I loved it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is something!" And instantly, I was just like, "Okay." I like the camera. Like, yeah. I like cameras. Yeah. Um, and I did it for a little bit. I was still in high school. So, like, flying out to California was, like, not a thing. They were, and they were like, you're what? You didn't have an agent. They were like, no. you're kind of one gig. I think I was getting like $300 yeah. to come out. And I had to pay, like, for my own flight. And I was like, I am fashion. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and you're probably, like, breaking yeah. even or maybe yeah. even, like, losing a little oh, money. I, like, I'm sure I lost money. 100. Yeah. But you were collecting images. Yeah. You were gaining experience. Yeah, I still have those images. Oh, my God. They are very cute. And I worked with, I like built this nice little relationship with Torrid. Um, and it was just wonderful. But then I graduated high school and I was like, I have to be like smart and go to college. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a break from modeling. <laughs> Let me put my career <laughs> on hold. Career. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I went to college and just like, you know, did my thing. I studied psychology. Yeah. I have a major in psychology. Oh, I like degree. that. Degree. And feeling nervous. I know, right? I'm smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stressed. So I, yeah, I did. And then that's when I found Tumblr. It was probably like my sophomore, junior year in college. And I was like, you know, on the internet and like, this is so cool. And really embracing it and getting more into it. And I probably had gained, I for sure had gained weight, you know, college. Gained weight in college was a bigger size. Were you modeling for Torrid? Torrid's a plus Torrid is brand. plus, but I was probably like a size 14. Okay. In which, college. by the way, is literally the most normal American yeah. size ever, which yeah. is just, it's still, we have, it's a whole other conversation we can get into about the buckets of plus and totally. quote normal. Yeah. It stresses me out, but sizing is so weird. Like, I was with a friend recently who was like, I'm a size 12. And I was like, what? You're like so small to me. It's not just a normal, that's just a regular just like, American yeah, size. Yeah. And I feel like people have like this perception that are so afraid of numbers. Oh, we have so much to get into. I know. Okay. So, Tor- <laughs> but so Torrid was technically plus. Yeah. You when when you were in college, you stayed kind of the same size, and yeah. and you were still interested in modeling. Yeah. And and since I am shorter for like compared to most models, as like a fourteen, I read fuller. I've always Got read it. fuller just Got because it. I'm a lot shorter than most models. Were you ever self conscious about? I mean, I, it, you're so confident, and you were landing these deals. Was there ever any weird like thing about weight versus camera versus anything like, like amongst? comparing yourself to other people in a weird way? When I first started, I was really insecure. And I think it also has a lot to do with my height. Mm. Because girls my my, size. Aren't you like my height? I'm 5'8". Okay, so I'm like 5'10", 11. So yeah, I mean, you're still tall. I'm tall. For the average American, for sure. Like I'm taller than all of my friends. Yeah. But I'm a literal nugget when I'm with models. Well, some of these girls are crazy tall. So tall. Stresses me out. I know. And it it just reads, you know, camera, you become a 2D image. It Mm -hmm. reads different. And I remember seeing me next to some of these girls being like, whoa, I'm so much bigger. And it like really fucked with my confidence. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the 
there's so many points in my career. Like when I gained weight and started losing jobs, which we'll get into at some point, the fact that I started like losing money because mm-hmm. of my body, mm-hmm. like that is fucked. That really messes with right? you. Right? It messes with you. Majorly messes with you. Totally. So you were like, you were the size you were, you're in college, um, and then you landed an agent when? Like when does that happen? Okay. Like how did you kind of like get the, the come up, the big... So I think my Because, I mean, you've worked with, not to interrupt you, but you've worked with, you know, Ann Taylor, American Eagle, Anthropology. Like, you work with big brands. So um, when does that spark happen? Uh, I mean, that really really didn't happen probably for the last, like, two years. Yeah. But, like, over the last – so I'd say my career has been, like, a 10-year mark. Yeah. I've been working at this for 10 years. Most of it, I was doing nothing and just, like, dreaming. Totally. You know, and, like, emailing. Yeah. And, like, waiting for things to happen. And I was a waitress, and, like, that was, like, a big chunk of it. But I was always in this mindset and, like, in this world – networking mm-hmm. like my goal was I was like I just want everyone to like me yeah and someone will eventually give me a shot and 100%. that kind of happened that outlook is really rare it's not rare but it's I share it's not New York I, it's not New York <laughs> and I share it with you right yes. it's kind of like be kind to ever you never know who you never you're going to need you never know who you've met that you will meet again in some other capacity always be kind to everybody yeah work your fucking ass off totally work every job you need to save your money yeah. and don't give up on your dream that's right? my exact mentality which is clearly what you've done and I feel like for a while I was hustling silently mm-hmm. and like recently I mean with Instagram too like you put more things out there but for so long I was just like silently pushing my way and it was it worked it totally worked yeah when did you move into the city so I actually was in Jersey City forever so oh wait okay here's my other obsession Jersey City I drive to Jersey City to go to the Trader Joe's yes I go like I I don't I pretend I don't live in Manhattan anymore yeah, because it's too stressful. It. It's so hard. You know what I mean? I was in Jersey City for like six – so I graduated college, moved right into like a basement of like my friend's <laughs> yeah. dad's building. And yeah. I was paying like $400 a month. Amazing. And it was like – it was just filled with cockroaches. And yeah. I was like, I've made You're it. You're like, this is it. This is it. Yep. And just like probably moved maybe every year or two in different parts of Jersey City. And I was living there up until last January and then I moved to Brooklyn. What were you doing to make money – um, I was a waitress. Yeah. And then I also, uh, this is like we haven't Hustle. even kicked into this. Yeah. So I was a fit model forever. Lo- uh, that was my first like right after right after college. Okay. So now I'll answer your other question. When did I first start with an agency? Yeah. Well, they're all kind of connected. I'm just spewing out totally. things to you because like we have met, we're meeting on these microphones yeah, and I'm like genuinely intrigued. Yeah. I so, feel like we got to get to the good stuff. So right? I'm just telling my story. No, I so. like your story. Okay, so yeah. you were a fit model um, and they all, all this kind of snowballs in together, right? Exactly. Living, moving to New York right away, having hustle and drive, becoming a fit model, taking any jobs yeah. you need to. Yeah. Now you are here in New York City. You are in the plus size category. You have yeah. a big voice on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Plus size, I it feels weird to put in. The, I don't like. I mean, coming from someone who has been every size in the book, I don't like the way sizes are bucketed. Yeah. But given that you're in the plus size world, that's on fire right now. Yeah. What is that like? Like, I mean, it must be impressive. Um, it's cool because I feel like I've been at it for so long, mm-hmm. and it's like finally everyone's paying attention to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people are getting lost in it because mm-hmm. for so long it was plus size and Mm -hmm. now all of these brands are starting to cater to us Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you need to be 
pay attention to that. Pay attention to all the other brands because everyone is trying to become inclusive, which is amazing. Yeah. But like it's moving so fast and I feel like you just got to stay on top of it because it's growing like crazy. Has your work just the doors have opened because the brands are shifting and increasing their sizes and changing the way they shoot photography? Is your workload opened up? Totally. I feel like for the last two years, I really uh, made a mark in the plus size specific space, mm-hmm. like the Lane Bryant's, yep. the, you know, the brands like that. Brands that and were natively plus. Exactly. Right. And I feel like only recently now, like other brands are starting to pay attention and I'm just trying to get in on it. Totally. Like this anthropology thing has been amazing. Wait, I saw that video. You went to their um, yeah. campus and did a whole tour and everything with yeah, them. So They're I'm good people. I'm one of their like A plus ambassadors. They're good people. And they are good. Have you been yeah. to their Well, they're part of Urban, right? Yes. And they're in Pennsylvania. They're in Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah. So I've been once, but I, and I know people that have gone to work there and they love it. it it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're also wonderful. And we got to really meet behind the scenes and they just actually care, which is right. something we kind of touched on before. Yeah. Like these brands need to actually care. Well, that's, I mean, that brings up an interesting point because you were saying that, um, of course, there's always been brands that are plus centric, right? Like yes. the Lane Bryant's, that's their, it's been their, it's kept the lights on. That's what moves the needle. That's their business. Mm-hmm. Every brand now is playing catch up yeah. because they've been in the dark ages for so long, yeah, right? With sure. sizing and with diversity and race of who they shoot and like how they market. Don't, do you feel, because I see that I feel like some of it feels like a trend to me that they're treating it like that, like, oh, and us too. It's like, well, honey, you, You've only catered to size twos for the last, like, 15 years. Yeah, 100%. There's, like, two sides of this that I want to cover. The fact that this is happening, which is um, for all these brands that were plus-centric for so long, mm-hmm. are now not doing so great. Oh, I know. And it's, it's really disheartening. It's super disheartening. Yeah, like, and but also you have to stay current and stay new. And, like, if you can't cater, I, I mean, just for so long it was our only option. Right. So if you can't stay current, it, it, it's just sad, it's, it's keeping those brands on their toes. Because I will say, some of those brands that were plus-centric weren't known for having the coolest of fashion, totally. right? Where now that, like, you know what Target's doing? Like, that's some amazing fashion at a great value, yeah. right? Across, like, five brands that they have in-house. Yeah. So, like, the Lane Bryant's and all those brands, they kind of, like, have to churn out the they newness. They really have to. They have to keep it up, yeah. right? So you're appreciative that they're kept on their toes, but what do you think? Like, do you believe these other brands when they're like, I don't know, I just feel like some of it feels like such a play to me. Okay, so this is how I feel. Like, yes. Because like ever, like, I mean, I hate to say, it, I don't want to call it anybody, but Everlane, I went into that store yeah. and I couldn't fit in anything. No. And I'm a regular American guy. I've got beefy yeah. legs and a big ass and I couldn't fit in anything. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, and it was, it was annoying to me, but their marketing is totally. very like, we're inclusive. It's like, well, she shamed me into that. She was like, yeah, you know, you probably have to go to our online section. We don't carry the fit that you need in store. And it like yeah. shamed me out of the fitting room. Oh God. But I feel like it was kind of a mask. Yeah. You know? So that is, like, something I find just really interesting because, yes, like, plus size right now is so hot. Mm -hmm. Uh, The thing is, I don't think it's a trend. Right. I think it's an exciting, like, like a movement right now that Mm -hmm. everyone's doing it. But I do think, like, in 10 years, these companies still will be catering to us and more companies. It just won't be, like, the hot thing. They're learning. normal. They're learning. Totally. But I think also people have to understand that fashion is, like, a business it's a industry it's money mm-hmm. everything just comes back to money and like 
the plus size industry, now I just saw it's a $24 billion industry as of 2020, which is, was I think it was like 16 Jesus. in 2019. It's on fire. It's on fire. There is so much money to be made. So I understand everyone being like, fuck yeah, inclusivity. Yeah. Like, We're, I get yeah. it. Why not? You want to make money? So do I. Like, yeah. let's make money. Yeah. So I get the trend. I understand why it's like hurtful to people, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, like we need to have brand loyalty. Hundred percent. And that is what brands want too. Brands yeah. want they want you customers. to be in bed with them. They want exactly. you to be loyal. They want you to Continue feel their story. Back. Keep coming back. So I think yes, they can be inclusive, and yes, hop on that money bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Like great, good for you, good business move, but. I do think women are more aware of it, mm-hmm. and especially with Instagram and influencers and people who have been in this world yeah. for so long, like they're going to be sensitive totally. to people who are just doing it for them, like for just, just because, like who we were just talking about. Yeah, like they don't. They say they're inclusive, but they're really not. Their larger sizes are online. They barely even fit me, and like it's just when well, the sizing's off. The sizing <laughs> is off, and it, it's annoying. I talked about this. Um, experience I had with Madewell a couple weeks ago, and I love Madewell. I do. They just launched men, so I'm trying to get. In, I I'm saw trying that. To, like, get into. Um, they're know. having a party tonight. That yeah, I'm the supposed pop to up, right? To. Yeah, um, but I don't know much about Madewell because I haven't been able to yeah, shop it. Yeah, they but, haven't had. Men. But you, women love, love Madewell. So it's like a it's same as J Crew yeah. that like they're all owned by the same people. Uh, I love their aesthetic. It's just like simple. But the thing I love the most, and I think most plus size women immediately saw their jeans mm-hmm. and were like, ooh. Because they're like known for their them. jeans. They are known for their denim. Yeah. It's it's great. I love it. I think I have like five pairs. Yeah. They were the first people to, for, as I think most people could agree with this, they were the first people to start carrying like trendy styles mm-hmm. in plus. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone has the skinny jeans. Not just like, the basic yeah. core items yeah. like they were giving you all the fashion that totally. they give it in every other size like all of a sudden I was able to wear like a cropped flare and I was like you're like whoa oh, holy shit yeah. yeah like never going back to a skinny my life has changed but you run into issues even though you're so brand loyal oh, yeah. and we love them totally so this is sorry yeah no my god this is what happened I love Madewell and I just wanted to reiterate that I hope Madewell is listening to this me too I would, yeah, I would like to try your jeans maybe yeah. I'll try them tonight when I go to your store <laughs> but I had a really shitty experience in yeah. the store I was at the one on Broadway in Soho and like I was like, oh, I want to like quickly run in. And I kind of knew, like I know Madewell doesn't have plus in stores. Uh, none of them do. What's so, that feeling like knowing that you can't go into a store and oh, buy something? Sh- it's terrible. My friend today is like, can you meet me in Soho where I want to quickly shop? And I'm like, sure. But that, I mean, I love shopping with you, but I'm yeah. not buying anything. Interesting. I can't imagine. It's weird. Right? I mean, things good for us. Things are changing, yeah. but I mean, still, in store shopping has not changed to this point. So you go into Madewell no, and you kind of knew ahead of time. You're like, let me just push the envelope and yeah, see what they got did. for me. I was like, you never know. Like sales rack, right? Yeah. People return things. Maybe they. I went to a Madewell once and King of Prussia Mall. Another um, amazing. Hello, mall. near where I grew amazing up. Amazing mall. Yeah, the King of Prussia Mall. Yeah, yeah, it's like right. the mall. Yeah, I love that mall. And I was there for work, and I was like, gotta stop in, mm-hmm. and went to the Madewell, and they had like one dress in a size 22. 
And I was like, okay, like not my size, gonna put it on anyway. It mm-hmm. didn't even really fit. Mm-hmm. It was too big. And I was like, should I buy it? Just because it fit me and in the you, store. And you felt like you were getting like to kind of participate totally in that experience that you've been kind of shut out from. Totally. And I don't, I love, I mean, I, all I've ever done is shopped online. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I just hit my elbow so hard, you guys. It was like my funny bone. Oh, did you see? Yes, I did. It was, I hope it was even on this recording. It was so fucking loud. Yeah, that was oh. like, oh, are you okay? Yeah, I'm totally fine. Okay, I'm yeah. going to get over it. <laughs> did you buy the dress? Um, I didn't because in my head I was like, okay, like – this is not what this is what I would have done five years ago. Like yeah. if anything fit me, like I used to have so many like Zara tops just because they fit. <laughs> right, and, and it was like, like a win. Hideous. It was like yeah. a win for I was you. Like, oh my god, I'm shopping at Zara. Like right. I need to buy this. I don't and fit anything at Zara, by the way. You don't. The pan- I could wear jackets at Zara. That is wild. I the button down shirts are like paint on me, and the pants fit over my like right toe. I don't get it. Like <laughs> why do these companies run so small? It's cut for like skinny European men. It's so I like I was going there. I'm like, you got anything for real American legs? Yeah. And they're always like, yeah, no. Yeah. So <laughs> you could you, try Sears. Yeah. You could maybe try Sears. <laughs> we only carry sizes one, one three, three, five. <laughs> so you go into Made Well. There's nothing for you. Yeah. So I talked or I went to like the back. You've never been to that store, but no, uh, I don't think I've ever been in. Yeah. So you go to the back and there's like this cute little woman working there. And I really wasn't trying to give her a hard time. Totally. You like want to know. I was like, so, um, I was returning something. Mm. I ordered these two blazers online. I ordered two different sizes because I never know what's going to work. Yeah. Because that's how you do have to do online shopping. Uh. Ended up returning both because they both sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, do you guys happen to have like any plus in store yet? Like, I know you guys don't, but like maybe. Yeah. And she's I'm moving like, you this way. Sorry. Oh, no. I, see, no. I thought I was too. No, you're good. Far. Okay. So stay here. We're moving mics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so I. Was like, what was I saying? The, the blazers were both kind of shitty, so you returned both, yeah. and you kind of told her. <laughs> I was like, do you have anything that'll fit? I said, do you have anything that'll fit me? And, like, pointed to my body. She was, like, so uncomfortable. And she was young, you know. Right. She was, like, she's They're like, just oh, working their hourly. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like, she doesn't care. Right. But uh, I just thought it was you so. You said, do you have anything like, that'll, that'll fit me? Like, yeah. do you have any, any plus? And she's like. Um, no, like, so nervous. She's like, well, we sometimes get, like, returns, but they're usually mm. sent right back to mm. the warehouse. This is, like, a brutal answer for me to hear you. It was rough. And yeah. I was like, and, like, you know me now, or, like, yeah. at least, like, know, like, this side of me. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's fine. You know, like, I wasn't Totally, mean. right. You want the honest answer, I just, though. I wanted to know. And, like, nothing on her, And but she was so uncomfortable. And it wasn't the fact that they didn't have it that made me upset and what I t- I talked about this on my Instagram and it kind of got a little attention and it wasn't what she said it was how she said it she was terrified right and it's like a company that is supposed to be inclusive and is supposed to cater to me mm-hmm. their sales associates like I know whatever you're getting hourly wage it's not a big deal but still you should be fully equipped to handle something like that if you're an inclusive brand. A hundred percent. And I think that jumps into what I want to talk to after the break, which is what brands can do to change the experience for you, for me in general, just for everybody, um, especially in the plus kind of category. Um, And then I also want to talk about speaking on what you said, it was kind of a bit of a movement, what you said about Madewell or whatever it was on Instagram. I want to talk about Instagram and what you see on your side of things. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, guys, I am going to let you in on a little secret on how I launched my podcast. It is all about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform 
packed with creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for free so it can be heard on all your favorite platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to many, many more. Guys, you can also make money right from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. We're back with Maxie Green. Maxie, we left off talking about um, your experience shopping for plus-size clothing at various retailers. Um, I've had an experience recently where I didn't fit in some clothes somewhere and was really bummed. And I was like, this must be how certain people feel when they are excluded from certain brands. What do you feel like brands can do kind of across the board to cater to you or at least the way they address the issue? If they can't change the issue of not having your size what can they do to yeah. make a better experience? So I want to bring up what I experienced with anthropology a couple weeks ago. Um, anthropology recently launched Plus, uh, and it's been incredible. But it's just new? Oh, yeah. Like three months, four that months. That's crazy. It's that like a brand, like, I love anthropology, new. but I just, it's crazy to me that they wouldn't have, ha- like, so you're just, right? these brands just say we don't make clothes for you for a certain amount of years? Oh, yeah. Oh, like. That is such a normal thing for me to hear. Like, the fact that brands like this are starting is insane because I literally just couldn't shop anywhere. I used to just go to thrift stores and, like, find, like, big men's sweaters. Oh, my God. And, like, yeah, it's, like, really weird to think about that I literally just, like, can't shop. That your dollars aren't accepted and that, honestly, the average American size of a woman is what? Oh, I think it's like a 16. Ooh, I just got so loud. That's fine. A 16 uh, right now, 16, 18. It used to be 14, but now it's like 16, 18. I mean, I'm leaving that on the table right there. That's the size yeah. of women in this country. But when they go to a certain brand, they're not welcome to shop there. So yeah. when brands are complaining for not yeah, making not doing well. quarterly sales or whatever, you have to cater to the customer. Well, okay, so look at this statistic, right? So malls are closing. Mm-hmm. Stores are. Oh I my was God. at a mall. What, we were just talking about this. I was. I'm always at malls, and I usually fit into like two stores in a mall out of like what hundred mm-hmm. stores, and all these malls are closing, and people are so sad that these stores are closing. But they don't cater to 67% of American women. What Guys, do you that's expect? That's more than half. 67% of American women yeah, can't shop at a certain thirds. amount of those stores. And that's just like above a 14 is 67% of American women and they can't shop in store. So like what I don't understand why you are expecting to stay open. And then you pile that on top of the fact of the innovation factor and like so, you know, brands like – you know, I have this theory on retail that's kind of like, um, you know, like in down in Chelsea in the 1800s, there was like Mrs. Harriet's Hat Emporium. And it's like <laughs> that closed. Right. And yeah. now it's a Trader Joe's because times change. Yeah. And hats went out of fashion and that lady didn't innovate her store. Totally. And start selling cars in the 30s. Right. Yeah. But it's like Macy's. Maybe that big store there should become an Amazon flagship. I don't know. Unless yeah. you're going to innovate. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like a carry the sizes of your customers. B, innovate. Totally. So, like, get on it. Like, what Nordstrom's doing with, like, influencers, it, it's cool. You know, yeah. it's like they're giving influencers lines. Yeah. Like, they're trying, right? Yeah. So, it's like, I think when they pile the lack of innovation on top of the fact that they don't even make your size, don't complain about not making money. Seriously. You know I actually, I, mean? I went to, like, this uh, talk recently, and Megan O'Connor, who is a stylist, mm-hmm. celebrity stylist, plus size stylist, yep. plus size herself, in this, I just love her. Shout out to you, Megan. I love her. Um, yes, she's very cool. And she was in this talk recently with a, a bunch of other influential people in this space. And um, we were kind of talking more to how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the customers 
just say like, oh, I want to shop at you or I want to shop your clothes, buy your clothes. We don't really think about how actually hard it is because you're truly designing for a new customer. Yeah. She's a totally new woman, not Mm -hmm. even just what she wants, what she wants to wear. It is how to fit her. Mm -hmm. And fit is like huge. And And you know that from being a fit model. Exactly. And I feel like that's what has been helpful a lot in my career Mm -hmm. because I do know a lot about fit Mm -hmm. and fit. And so this is coming back to anthropology. They were so, uh, it was so important to them to really talk to that woman and make sure it really fit her. Oftentimes, Especially, I see this in higher end clothes mm-hmm. uh, designers that want to start catering to plus. Especially, like if you look at Rent the Runway, like yeah. all those designers that are starting, they often don't fit. I'll order an eighteen, and it'll be way too small. Really, and this is because of grading. Mm. So people don't really think about all of this like back end stuff that these brands really need to do. So it's tough, but oftentimes people will fit on a size two four and grade up. So two inches for every size. So the, the fit model comes in, they try on the samples, she's a size two or a size four, and then they just scale it. Scale it. Yeah. Usually it. They two They don't inches. have someone from your size yeah. in the room to yes, try on the goods. Exactly. So uh, like this is That's what most issue. people are doing, yeah. which is an issue. And it doesn't, that is why they're like, oh, let me try being inclusive. Try. They won't have, I mean, I'm not going to buy something that doesn't fit me. Well, so yeah, you're not going to get my money. Yeah. yeah. So... A lot of other brands, and typically you see this with brands who have more money because mm-hmm. it's more expensive. You yeah. have to pay the fit model. You have to you have to yeah. do a lot. Yeah. But um, when you see a W at the end of sizing, uh-huh. like eighteen W, yep. I don't know if you would have ever noticed that, but that means it is fit on a woman sizing plus. So they fit on a size eighteen. They they physically fit it on somebody exactly of so the right size. If they have like a if they're an inclusive brand, so much. oh, good. If they're an inclusive brand that runs like double zero to twenty four is pretty common right mm-hmm. now for inclusive. Yeah. So that means they're fitting on a size two and an eighteen, and typically from two to like twelve they're wow. fitting on, and then fourteen to twenty four is fit on an eighteen body. That's great. Yeah. So brands should be implementing this strategy if they can afford it. Hell yes. Yeah. They need. That's to get how the, you're going to sell clothes. The right size woman yeah. in the clothes. Yeah. So then when you know, woman in Texas or wherever goes to buy it, she knows it's going to fit her. Totally. And then you did anthropology did some sort of fun experience with you or something. Um, so they invited a bunch of influencers out to their corporate office Mm -hmm. and we got to really see like behind the scenes and they pretty much wanted to let us know how much they cared. Well, that's, that's like what I was bringing that up again, because I think we should add it to the list of things brands should do, which is to really speak to, um, the customers genuinely. Totally. Especially the plus size customer who's oh, been yeah. alienated for a long time. If it's new, maybe they speak to them in like a real way. Yeah. It's like, why should I trust you? Totally. Um, and that is also like the psychological side behind like plus size fashion. It's mm-hmm. not just like a fashion, com- like a fashion industry. There's so much psychological stuff behind it because a lot of the customers don't like their bodies. And this is a huge thing that I'm noticing with higher end pieces. Um, a friend of mine recently launched a brand uh, called Henning. Her name's Lauren Chan. Okay. At Glamour. Think, she yeah. used to be at Glamour magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her price point is a lot higher than I think the typical it's, and plus. And plus? Yeah. Okay. I think it starts at like a 12 maybe. Okay. It's beautiful pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like price points like 500 plus, $500. That's and expensive. it is expensive. And that's not what the plus customer is used to, obviously. Yeah. Like yeah. she's never had to spend money for clothes. She's been. Well, at, she doesn't have the options. Exactly. She's yeah. never been given the option. Mm-hmm. So she needs to learn. 
And a big psychological thing that plus size women have is that my body's not going to look like this after I lose those 10 pounds, 15, 20 pounds, whatever. So the constant exactly. kind of like. So like, why would I spend $500 on a dress if I'm not going to look like this next year? And Because they set themselves up for changing my body, changing my body. Yeah. Changing. Like their whole life is like, I mean, not everyone, but a large population of people. I didn't even think about that yeah. this way. Uh, you know, they're not happy in their bodies. Mm-hmm. So why are they going to spend money to make themselves feel good in their bodies? It just doesn't make sense. So that's why the plus size industry is not just fashion. It's like it's, there's a whole it's psychological a whole, aspect. So messaging is important. Messaging. Is Copywriting huge. is important. Experiences yes. with women like yes. you that brands are doing. Totally. It's more than just putting the size gene on the shelf yeah. or online. And that was a big thing that anthropology wanted to touch on. They, we had like a big conversation and they brought like a really great diverse group of women together. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing. We were talking about messaging yeah. and how you talk to this customer. And it's not about trying to get them to buy something that's flattering or right. that's going to make them look thinner. So, yeah. Or like it's, feeling sexy. Or, you exactly. know, it's like, it, it's like about really honing in on the fact yeah. that they're part of a community now. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and that's important. Yeah, it's really just how you talk to them, which is huge. And that comes back to that experience I had with the sales associate mm-hmm. because now I have a bitter taste in my mouth from that experience when they could have had a sales associate associate who like understands how to talk to their customer. It all starts from the top and trickles down. Do you think brands should have some sort of like, because I worked retail forever, folding jeans. I was a store manager. I was a key holder, whatever. And, you know, there's like those morning meetings you have with your staff before yeah. the store opens that come from corporate. Yep. Should there be um, training on uh, sizing? Like if you don't carry the sizes, how do I speak to customers when they come ask me? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I remember I posted this on my Instagram and like, open it up for people to talk to me and there were a bunch of people who said they like work in sales and work at companies that do have include and aren't trained to talk to these people there were some that said they are and it was actually a big part Mm -hmm. and I loved that Mm. and I made sure to like take note of the brands Mm. anthropology was one of them and uh, just learning how to talk to their customer is so important because what as nervous as that girl was Mm -hmm. one wrong thing she says by accident could really offend somebody oh totally especially given what you just said like this kind of psychological element of mm-hmm. you being able to not buy clothes certain places like it's a delicate line absolutely speaking of community you have a big following what's your Instagram Thanks. what's the Instagram handle I want everyone to follow you uh, just my name at Maxie Green it's M-A-X-E-Y <laughs> yes Maxie Green and there's no Fun E spelling. at the end of your name there is an there E there is an E at the end yeah. of your okay so Maxie Green yeah. I'm going to write it in the description of this episode but yeah. um, how did you build up this following and I imagine just given the content you put out that your followers are super engaged with you and they they must feel very connected to you thank you how'd uh, you how'd you build up 50 60,000 followers <laughs> so th- this is actually like part of my story I didn't really talk about but I worked at a plus-size clothing company as an art director for mm, two years mm, I was an I art director that. but like really it was a startup so I wore a lot of hats yeah but- um it's a company called Dia and Co oh my god wait they were in um Long Island City? No. No, Gwynny B was in Gwynny Long Island B was, City. Yes, Gwynny B. Dia & Co. is right on Derek Street. My friend worked for um, Dia & Co. Really? Jonathan Warnock. I don't know. For a, he, I, he might still, I don't think he still works there. Jonathan, I don't know where you work if you're still, <laughs> if you're listening to this. But yes, he, he worked might have for been them after for a little me. bit. Okay. I left probably about two years ago. Okay. I was there for about a year and a half. Oh, that was, are they still, they're up and running, right? Yes, yeah. they're still up and running. Yeah. Um, and so I was working there and... I really got to meet influencers. Yeah. I was working with a lot of influencers. I was working with a lot of women mm-hmm. and just like feeling out 
this industry. Yeah. Like before that, you know, I was on my little. Did you have an Instagram at that time? Yeah, I think yeah. I, I remember hitting 20K while working there. Got it. And that's I. A big, that's a big accomplishment. Yeah, that was good. I don't really know how. I just like started posting. And yeah. I think being in DNCO, uh, they have a really amazing community there. Mm-hmm. They worked really hard at like Facebook Lives yeah. and like cultivating a community, which mm-hmm. a lot of brands don't do. And all those people followed me. I was kind of like the face of Amazing. this company. That's so. what happened with me, American Eagle. Oh, because I was it. like doing. I would. I would. Um, I was style director there, and I did the style videos and the how-tos, mm-hmm. whatever. And so I would go into like a store in Montana, and they'd be playing the thing. So I got all these people following me that exactly. way, and yeah. then I could share advice with them. And yeah. totally. Yeah. So I, I think that's really like what helped. Yeah. But the reason I – so I was working at Dia, mm-hmm. and I was producing shoots and bringing models on, and I remember thinking, like, I really wanted a, to find a model who mm-hmm. really knew how to model yep. but also really looked like our customer. Totally. Because typical models don't shop at plus-size stores. Yep. Like, they don't need to. Yeah. So I wanted to find someone who really looked like our customer, and I remember thinking one day, like, I'm going to be that girl. <laughs> so, I love that. Thank you. I love that you when you know it, you <laughs> fucking know it. Yeah. I just, like, quit randomly. Um, it was really intense because I felt so connected to that company, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know what, this is going to happen. I quit, and I started. And were you started. Work. And were you? And were you just because you were no longer working corporately? Were you putting more time into your Instagram? I was putting more time into my Instagram. I was starting to book more modeling jobs, which is putting my face out there. Um, you're always posting content of yourself on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. I, it's like annoying. I look through my Instagram feed and there's like, it's all just me. Oh my well, God, that's I mean, so hi, annoying. you're a model. There should, yeah, there know, should be pictures of you. <laughs> but you are using the platform for really good. I, I feel Thank like you. you, like the stuff you do when you actually try stuff on, or I like the style videos of like, yeah. um, how to wear one thing multiple yeah, because yeah. I just feel like every other random blogger girl does that, but you're in a niche market people aren't spoke message to in the right way and yeah. little things like that are super important totally you know well I think uh, I think a big thing and I get this a lot through my messaging is that I was the first model that someone really saw their own body type yeah because typically with models you're like a perfect shape and they're face tuned within like an inch of their life you know they don't look like that in real life yeah and, you know but even if they do like I, I do think we're getting a little bit better with photoshopping totally but even so like a typical standard model mm-hmm. is 510 size 14 yep. curvy as hell and just yep. like perfect yeah. gorgeous totally. model yeah and not to say like there's a, an idea of perfection but you get but, it yeah so I come in like looking more like I said, a customer. I'm yeah. like not that tall. I'm a straighter shape. I just look because like more Ashley like Graham's women. amazing, but yeah. like her, no one's body. Like that body's yeah. like a Marilyn Monroe body from like a poster. Totally. Like she's Ashley Graham for a reason. For a reason, right? <laughs> yeah. But there's there, not I, many of us. <laughs> but it's not. It's not realistic for anyone to look at. Exactly. So I wanted to give them someone that they could really mm-hmm. see themselves and connect with. Yeah. So, and I think brands really started liking that. And that's why I was able to find success because there wasn't a lot of people like that. And also I think that's why my Instagram has success because I'm able to show women what clothing could really look like on them and like show them that you don't have to look like a specific type of model Mm -hmm. to look good in clothes. What's your strategy on Instagram? Like, are you, because I imagine your follower base is like super engaged. They want to ask questions. They write a lot of comments. Are you like on it all the time? Are you posting content all the time? So I am. It gets hard. Oh my God. It's so hard. I like, I'm taking a vacation next week and I am like, I need to be off my phone. Do it. Someone someone I follow was just with family for like uh, the Jewish holiday and she was like, 
I am going, and she's yeah. a crazy poster. Yeah. Like nuts. And she's like, I'm going on a break. And yeah. she was off for like four or five days. She, she said it was the best thing ever. Yeah. I really need to like, I need to. Because yeah. I do. I answer every single DM. I answer every single comment. I mean, I DM'd you. You wrote me right, right back. Yeah, like that's my thing. Yeah. People are like, whoa, I'm like shocked you're answering me. I'm like, why? Right. <laughs> this I, is my they job. They say that to me too. I'm yeah. like, you have the balls to... The only thing that... And I just went on a rant on this on Instagram the other day, and I never do rants, is when people um, don't use greetings and they just link yeah. price. Oh my God. My best friend and I talk about all, that, all I the mean, time. So imagine I walk into Madewell up to that woman <laughs> and I say, price. Yeah. She would be like... <laughs> Like, huh? Like, like or if out. I'm like, I walk up to someone in here and I'm like, Link, where's that from? Like, yeah. What about, hi, yeah, how are you? Good rude. morning. Hi. So, I mean, we're losing, we're losing our like salutations and our like manners yes. a little bit, but you are answering every DM. I do. And, um, does that keep your, that, you think that keeps your engagement levels up, your oh, numbers yeah. up, all of that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, my big thing is like, I don't, no offense, yeah. but I'm male following. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> like I, have, I, have a, um, I have a big, I mean, very a smaller female following. It just, yeah. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah, makes sense to our brand. Yeah, 100%. And so I'll write to every single woman who mm -hmm. DMs me, and I will block pretty much every man who DMs me. Why? Because do you think they are just, like, catfishy and, like, Yeah, it's just, like, I'm not catering to you. Like, you're right. here for a different reason, and, like, I have a boyfriend. Like, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> do, you, do people slide in? Oh, my boyfriend slid in. No! Is yes. that how you met him that's how i met him Stop. so like it worked God, but like now so like, like new culture <laughs> isn't that so funny i think instagram wasn't around yeah. when i met my man really mm -hmm. yeah he dm'd me that's amazing and so you're, and he, so you're like i'll take this one and now they're all shut off we'll see like now i'm like okay so like it works and they think it's gonna happen 100%. but it's not gonna happen for you anymore so oh my God. yeah i just like block them. i mean i don't block all of them but like right. if it's like a hey sexy i'm like no blocked i, don't I get need those that. all the time yeah like i don't need you i get a lot of like i mean yeah. people it's gotten extra savage in the last like year yeah the DMs. and also big thing with instagram brands don't look at your following anymore no. like because you can buy followers it doesn't matter a hundred percent so they look through your comments they look at what people are saying so i delete any met like any comment like from some Nasty, guy kind of like i yeah. don't really get them anymore i yeah. think it's because i've been like when i was first starting and i yeah. was posting like sexier photos and i was yeah. like i just like want a following <laughs> Right. You, we get, we all yeah. get thirsty sometimes. Yeah, like we definitely get thirsty. And like still sometimes I'm like, whatever, like let's get sexy. But in my mindset, I'm not doing it for them. I do the same. I, like I've had my shirt off on Instagram maybe twice. Yeah. And it's like I, if you could rattle off the, the gays that take their shirts off. I mean, most yeah. it's most of Instagram. Same with like the right? plus size space. It's Which is why I'm pretty proud of what I've built. It's very similar. Like yeah. I keep it like I'm here to offer you something. I'm here to show you something real. I'm totally. not that, I mean, I'll get thirsty if I need to. Yeah. Like once in a while I'm yeah. like feeling myself. Yeah. Yeah, but, get it. You know. But also I find the fact that I, when I do post something a little bit more intimate, mm -hmm. one, I'm getting paid. 100%. Two, uh, I really like cater to a female mm -hmm. customer. So like, yep. I'm not being like overly sexy. The right. point is I want them to see that they can be sexy too. Totally. That's a which major is part like, of it. Yeah. Not just feeling happy, but also feeling sexy. Totally. Is Instagram become a big part of your business? Everything. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Making money? Yeah. Great. It's so lucrative. It's kind of insane. It, it, isn't it nuts? I'm like, wait, you're going to pay me to do that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I guess that kind of spirals into what I want to ask you. Or, yeah. well, it's a listener question. I figured we could both answer together. Perfect. Someone um, has DM'd me, and they say... Um, what's your advice for a, this for a student? He says, what's your advice for a student trying to start their own online presence, own online following to kind of be in the same boat that we're in, you know, make a lucrative living off of Instagram? Any tips of like, I mean, you're from ground zero? Okay, so 
my advice, and I actually got this from my management company, mm-hmm. so I'll just plug them, they're bloggist. Yes. Um, amazing, my friend started it. But she told me when I first started with her that I needed uh, to find my brand. Mm-hmm. And finding your brand is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. People need to come to you for a reason. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just like, post everything and like it's just their life Mm -hmm. on Instagram which is great and Mm -hmm. I feel like celebrities can totally get away with that because they're famous for another reason but if you're trying to be an influencer and nobody cares about you because like no offense we probably don't Uh like we you want to make us care Mm -hmm. so you need to figure out like your three um pillars and like what you episode two was literally this i was like i was because my theory is i I have there's four pillars holding up my damn house if they're not one of those pillars they don't come in my house yeah like totally that's what it is it's it's fashion it's health it's you know grooming and it's whatever travel yeah Yeah. and if it's not those don't post i don't it's not it's not my brand totally you have to find a brand so that's number one for you number one and um it's harder to get followers these days just yeah. because it used to be so easy and now with algorithm it's hard but yeah. brands don't care yeah. like micro influencers are everything right, right and now. they have such a genuine engaged audience totally. and like they their can engagement really sell rate things numbers are high high cuz i've noticed when i hit 100 and went over my i mean my engagement's high-ish, but it's it definitely is lower than when i had a less amount of followers totally you know what i mean yeah and yeah. you could move product you really can. And yeah. people really believe you because you're not just like, you know, there are some girls I follow on Instagram and I love them and I'll like DM them and I'll never hear back. And it's 100%. just like, I'm like, eh, the you, girls don't, you are, don't seem real to me anymore. I've never had someone over a million followers write, um, write me back. Yeah. No. Have you? No. No. I DM like Danielle Bernstein. We yeah. wear what all the time because I just would want to wear her clothes. She's not going to respond. No. But I want her clothes so bad. Like she's so cute. I but she doesn't, does she not her. make your size? No. Are you kidding me? I no. think she stops at like a 10. Or like oh even a, like a twelve. Yeah, it's like she's such a minority. Small, and so every like time she drops something else, I'm like, ah. Let me, she just launched like, an app today. Did you see? Yeah, it? Mo yeah, Assist. Uh, the um the assistant app. Yeah, I it's kind of smart. So cool. I I do wonder, um, guys. There's an influencer that dropped an app about um for influencers to basically like manage your brand and your income and you track invoices and invoices. whatever. Invoices, yeah, it's But really I mean, smart. if you have an agent, wouldn't your agent do that for you? Yes, a lot but for girls who are just starting out, people yeah. who aren't in like New York, yeah. Uh, I think it's actually really smart. So, I mean, aside from something like that and your first tip of building a brand, any other major tips from starting from ground zero? Um, Yeah, I think it's, like I said, don't focus on followers. Followers will come once you have your brand. I think it's about consistently posting content. It doesn't need to be picture perfect. Mm -hmm. I actually think my mere selfies and my... I mean, I don't really hire a photographer. I mean, yeah. I'm lucky that my I've boyfriend's done that like a photographer. A times, yeah, yeah, but but he'll just snap a photo on my uh, Pixel phone, mm-hmm. and it is. Oh, you have a Pixel phone. I do Hold have on, a Pixel. I'm look at it. I'm jealous. And I they wanted take. This so oh, bad. yeah, those cameras are good. Fuck. So yeah, or whoever I'm with, like maybe I'll make you take a picture of me 100%. later. Like I want it to be what I'm really wearing that day. We're very similar. Yeah, we are very because I didn't like I didn't post today because I don't have anyone taking pictures. Like yeah, oh, I mean, we'll take pictures is, of each other. But I'm the, the, we yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, 100%. But I'm the same way. I think it's about being real. Yep. Not being so curated. Yep. Not focusing not on the grid and the numbers. Yeah. It's like, Just I be think you. Instagram wants us to 
what I think, my theory, and I don't know anyone on Instagram personally mm -hmm. on a very close level, but I feel like they want us to get back to how this app was meant to be used. Yes. So when you posted a puppy, I'd be like, oh my God, cute puppy. Yeah. I'd comment Instant. and hit like, yeah. right? Yeah. No one comments and hit likes anymore. They don't, no. they don't engage anymore. No. They want they you just... to be like, um, oh my God, great trip, blah, 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 how it used to be back in the day totally. and really engage with people. You're so right. But I think we've all gotten fucking beyond lost yeah. in this like curated life of this highlight reel that totally. and I, I have sponsored posts that I have to put up and I do use it like my nice camera for those yeah. instead of just taking I'm a picture on the street you know what I mean yeah but because like, these brands also want to like use them themselves totally and I owe it to the brand they're tr putting their trust in me totally. to pay me to yeah. pr you know promote content for them so yeah. I want to put some time into it yeah. but I think it's Overly curated um, is a bad way if you're starting out from scratch. Totally. And even like a lot of like big time people who do it, I just like don't have interest anymore. And I really, I look to Danielle as like mm -hmm. a good, because she's the same way. She yeah. posts the day of, yeah. or she takes pictures the day of. Um, she like has her occasional like photo shoots, yeah. just like my, yeah. I do when I work with brands. But for the most part, and like your, your following will love you enough to be like, oh, they're doing it. A sponsored post mm -hmm. and this also comes down to your branding you have to be specific about who you partner with 100%. i don't partner with brands that are not in my space oh my god we're the same i say no to more than i say yes to. me too i said no to an amazing campaign recently mm -hmm. because it was alcohol i'm like that Wait. doesn't make sense for me oh, you took the words out of my mouth so i don't yeah. drink so a yeah. lot of the big money comes through in booze oh there's so much money. and i'm just like Honey, just I'm just sense. not, can't do it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I know a lot of people that don't drink that take the jobs. Yeah. I think it's directly going against what they're trying to build, which is authenticity. Totally. And they're just faking it out to make money, yeah. which I will never do. Yeah. But I think you're so right in that way that you need to, it's all part of owning your brand. Totally. And if you start taking every single thing, you won't become, you won't be this genuine person people look at and the money will stop coming. Mm -hmm. So you have to be specific about what you take. It's like it's a strategic plan, just like any career. It's quality like to, over quantity too. Totally. Um, and even when it comes to my videos, like yeah. they're so low lift. I'm in we, my bedroom. Me too. It's like I put up these like cute shades that we got from my like boyfriend's grandma's house. Yeah. Uh, you, did you see in my background? Uh, yeah, like, the, 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 like, the, like yeah. it's like a room divider thing yeah, that has like exactly. detail in it. It's so, but it's, it's it feels recognizable. You. Yeah, that's what I'm trying for, and I like just I I'm not like I'm just trying to be me. Yeah. And people, well, I, I've just met you now and I could feel it through the phone before I met you and I feel even more in person, uh, but you're doing a very good job of reflecting your real personality on Instagram, which is very hard to do these days. Thank you. It is really It's hard. very tough. Let's tell the kids one last time. What's your Instagram again? At Maxi Green. At Maxi Green, guys. You have to go follow her for a dose of inspiration, fashion, New York City, Good videos. Your videos and are really cat. good. And my cat. She's on there a lot. Oh, yeah. She's and one of my pillars. Your cat's, cat's in one of the pillars. <laughs> if a cat brand comes up, if a cat brand comes. That is so on brand. It is so on brand. And you are signing on the dotted yes. line. Yes. I love it. You've been such a joy to talk with oh, today. This was so fun. Let's hear Wait, so I'm many sad more. It's over. I know. We're almost hitting an hour. Ugh, okay. Can you believe we just did that for an hour? No, it felt like two minutes. I know. I have so much more well, to say. Let's have you back. <laughs> okay. We also need to drag Laura back on an episode. And yeah, now that let's you get see a group together. The studio is so large, we can have multiple yeah, people we here. We could have like a party. We could. We should do a fashion party podcast. Done. I love it. Guys, um, let's thank Maxie for being here. And remember, you can always email me your questions, comments, concerns. You're mad at me. You love me. Whatever it is. Morningpeoplewithpreston at gmail.com. And I'm going to do one thing I never do. I'm going to ask you to jump on iTunes and subscribe 
subscribe and give me a great rating for my podcast. Yes, you know I'm going to do that. Someone was like, you've never asked anyone to do that. And I'm like, I guess I should probably ask them. We have yeah. a five-star rating, which is the highest it can be. So what? please give me good stars. Yes, five stars. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. And in the meantime, stay stylish. Bye. <laughs> 